0: Yes, sir, we promised you a great man right here on the right. Andre! The Chicago Mania! Hulkamania is running wild! Oh, My God, what a brother! Who's this to be! not a world that's watching! M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-M-Midge ma 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I, I like d- delicious chicken. It was repart. It was repot.
1: It's professional. It's professional.
0: Wrestling. 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 Today is the beginning oh, oh. of the shoot era of GP. I The only way to have fun is to take the gloves. Screw it. Oh, oh. If I offend them, oh well. Yeah, yeah. What I am going to do is call it down the line every single week. I know, I know. Ma ma ma, ma 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 I love wrestling. Uh please. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Oh, hell no! I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh my goodness. It bring it on. Well, and there you have it. Is there any better way to welcome you into 2020? them with a fresh in-person physically present Stackeye greg edition of cheap heat
1: i mean i, I can't think of a better way
0: i mean this is this is this is, is this a new suit sg this is a new suit and and we're both
1: rocking the pink in honor of uh
0: of brett of course yeah this is a new suit this is a new suit i like it thank you now here's the question did you have to buy new physically large suits
1: uh, slightly larger suits. <laughs> oh not.
0: no. It's always a big decision when there's been a physically large change. Do I need to upgrade my suits? Well,
1: that's the thing. My suits still fit. So I, my, my, my usual suits still fit, but I, I'm, I need more of them. So I just went in and got. But, the-
0: so when you got more, you did go slightly bigger. Yes. Yeah, but not so big that you can't lose 20 pounds and tighten it up. Exactly. So nice. It's very nice. Thank you. I like it. Um, first of all, happy new year.
1: Yes, happy new year to you as well. And
0: happy new year to the, uh, cheap heat universe. Um, but at the same time, if you're still saying happy new year at this point, stop yourself. You know, we kind of got to move on. It's probably time for everyone.
1: What's the, what's the, what's the time gap on the happy new year? When do you got to stop?
0: You know, it's so funny. I'm, I am not going to give anything. I promise I'm not going to give anything away about the first episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I saw the other day. It comes out on the 19th, but I will say that theme. Is, that's in there that is <laughs> they, they, Larry Larry deals with that so just so you know so we get an answer soon yeah the, Larry, Larry will um Larry will give an answer on that soon enough I see uh-huh. so um we have a lot to get to in in wrestling um things from the last couple of weeks to discuss major and and repug and 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 mage things of the last couple of weeks um so here's the question No, you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna, I think we're gonna jump right into wrestling and I'm gonna tease you guys with the Larry David story. I love it. So.
1: I mean, I, I feel like we already found the formula, right? We, when we sprinkle in Larry David as, as a wrestling story.
0: Have we done that before?
1: Just now with the Happy New Year. We, we circled so, back to some LD and then we got right We'll bring back. you
0: back. Yeah, yeah. So, so for those of you, cause I know a lot of people who listen don't are not big on social media cause you're hashtag with a life. Um, and you, rather than reporting on, fake life you're busy living real life so many of you have not seen that i had and dipperstein dipperstein and i both had larry david encounters in the last week um and dipperstein made a good impression on larry he remembered his dipperstein encounter i know So we'll tell you the whole story so but hang tight for that and that way if you're not a curb your enthusiasm larry david guy we'll get why i know which you might as well just take a walk now but that's fine we'll uh we'll jump right into wrestling Um, so I guess SGG, it's been a couple of weeks. Is there outside the ring news from the last couple of weeks? I feel like there haven't been huge stories. I don't
1: think there have been
0: anything stories.
1: There's been stuff, but have they been like, have they made a splash? Have they been monumental?
0: Yeah. I don't think there's been a, a big, a truly big story am I forgetting something maybe edges
1: return but you guys talked about that last
0: week. yeah but we we yeah forgot I mean if there was anything major we would have said it last week if you didn't hear live from Dipperland Ranch us rambling about nothing um so yes let's just jump right into it SGG you know I don't know I don't know if you saw my tweet I announced a couple weeks ago on Twitter that it finally dawned to me that stack guy Greg is the Did I say Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith? I think
1: you said Stephen A. Smith and I saw that inflammatory tweet.
0: Either, either one. You are the Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless of professional wrestling. Please. I mean, your takes, you know, you're, you know, you're going to get people's goat. There's no way you went on Twitter and not only defended, sounded like you downright loved the Lana Bobby Lashley wedding situation
1: I absolutely didn't they should have sent me an invite i would have gone i would have been the one guest another by the, the way wedding. well me all, and crystal would have been the two guests
0: another great another already pointing out something great about the wedding at the wedding that you don't have any guests at the wedding right. they, they set up chairs no, guests. no no one to sit in so uh, i i give you the floor tell me um what i missed no, and again not as an idea you're fine with liking the idea what you liked about the execution of the wedding? I'm, I'm all ears. The wedding was just trashy and,
1: and I loved it. Now I don't know about the rest of our listeners and, and what you have going on in your lives, but you know, some of us, myself in particular, we deal with some heavy stuff on a day to day.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: So, sure. so, you know, that, I think that's why I'm gravitated to the entertainment I'm gravitated to pro wrestling
0: mhm sure uh
1: bravo housewives oh wow 90 day fiance
0: yeah, you are, you are special
1: you know uh temptation island all wives temptation island temptation island love island <laughs> all of it wow
0: all i didn't the, know all I,
1: the trashy reality tv listen. i didn't
0: know it was this bad i'll be honest i don't know if i knew it was this bad what's going on with and you and of
1: course Shut i yourself. sprinkle in you know some sitcoms and you know this is us and and everything that everybody's watching you know blackish and all that but But I do love my reality TV And I do love my mindless Trashy reality TV And WWE gave me Such a heavy dose of that At the Bobby Lashley Mm. Lana wedding That I I could not help But be Like they got me And I did not like the storyline I'll be clear I I did not like the storyline I thought it was a waste of some good talent
0: And time There's a lot of They spent a lot of time on it too
1: And then the wedding comes And then
0: just when, just when they thought you you were out, but just when you thought you were out, they yeah, pulled you back pulled in, me right
1: back in. Lana's first husband shows up, then Bobby Lashley's ex wife shows up. Okay, it was it was perfect. It was just it was just the perfect dose of trash.
0: Here's why it was horrible, and. Nothing was perfect about it, in my opinion.
1: Well, what you probably
0: disliked is probably what I what I love. I don't think so. I think I think this is a situation we're going to come away from, and you're going to go. You know what, Rosenberg? Got to tell you, you made a salient point here. Now, listen, I don't know, and I I really didn't read Twitter. I just my guess was based on what I felt watching it, and then based on your tweet and the tone you had in your tweet loved it that a lot of people hated it and that's why i'm calling you a troll because i could tell from your tone of your tweet that you knew everyone else tweeting about it hated it no, i could
1: tell that 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 was i saw a split i'm not gonna lie i saw a split and that's what that's what. there what were people too. who liked it there were a lot of people who liked it there was some liked it loved it disliked it hated it it, it ran the spectrum and i saw it all
0: so the actual ceremony idea was cool the idea that it's going to keep getting worse she's gonna she's gonna keep powering through it no matter what it's gonna end up just an absolute s show i'm good with that i really i think it's creative i think like that fundamental idea of one terrible thing's gonna happen another terrible thing's gonna happen but instead of the wedding getting ruined like most they're gonna power through it
1: yeah and that that is what i my one critique is that Even after the live thing, we don't need Rusev at the end jumping out of the cake. That was too predictable. When you see a cake of that size, you know exactly what's happening. Well, and then
0: they missed the shot, by the way. That drove me insane. You The whole thing leads to Rusev jumping out of the cake, and whoever was directing, the the technical director missed the spot. You didn't see Rusev come out of the cake, which, which (laughs) literally, I have to imagine that Vince McMahon's head exploded when he was watching the monitor and saw that that didn't happen. But here's my problem. I liked that idea. I didn't like just basic execution. Who was the actor you had doing the wedding? He was terrible. He couldn't read lines. He could not deliver lines. So my we may be able to... Almost exist in the same space in that maybe you're looking past the things that I'm calling out. Because I don't hate the idea of the wedding. The storyline was eh. It had things I liked about it, more things I didn't like about it. But they did hype it up and they did build to something, which these days is a good thing to see. And guess what? It drew a rating. It actually did. did. It It was the biggest number in a long time. So... It paid off, and that was the New Year's Eve, the day before New Year's Eve. It's not a, it's not a time when a lot of people's schedules are, are normal. And it still did a number. Like, Dipperstein and I went to the WWE house show that night at Staples Center, and we were like, oh, we gotta go back and watch tonight and see what happened on the wedding. So they did a good job in that regard. The dude who played the, 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 the efficient, the officiant of the wedding was just awful. I just thought he was a horrendous, terrible, low-level actor.
1: But I mean, I'll tell you what. You see how much you do. You know how much horrendous, terrible, low, you know, low-level acting you see on all those reality
0: TV shows. That's that's true. But but I mean. I guess so if you're someone who's used to that and enjoys that, well, that's good. But if you're someone who specifically avoids reality television and hates the bad acting and doesn't like – what I like about wrestling is that you're not really trying to trick us. We're all in on the joke. What I don't like about reality TV a lot is that sometimes you're in on the joke, but sometimes they're trying to really pawn it off as real and just the acting's offensively bad. So I hated that part. Um you're gonna bring out Bobby Lashley's ex-wife and you couldn't even make it Crystal Marshall?
1: That's what I said.
0: That's a fail. That, that is what that's I a, said. That's a fail. I'm sorry. I, I, maybe they're not on good terms. I have no idea and they just, but. That you, would have been huge. You can't, you can't give her five grand. If they're not on good terms, there was a number that could make it work. And not the big, <laughs> and not the world's Absolutely. biggest number.
1: Make it work. And she, definitely it would work long enough for Lana to do what she did anyway, throw her down the stairs and get her out of there. She like, doesn't even have to interact with Bobby.
0: No, at all. Like, to me, that was a fail. We, if you know anything, if you're a big wrestling fan, you know Bobby was married to Crystal, one of the all-time hottest divas, by the way. So, during, from the diva era, I think everyone would pop to see Crystal and come. She had out. her
1: own wedding too, so she knows what it is. Remember she got married to, uh, uh Teddy Long?
0: Oh yeah, of course, of she course. She knows. So, that was to me was a, a missed opportunity, Um and then you know, Lana. I, I'm happy for Lana. I want her to get her time. I'm glad she's getting her time. Here's the problem: you have a storyline. You have a storyline with on one. Ma- well, I'm gonna slander both, so don't worry. Bobby's <laughs> catching it too, but Bobby's almost goes without saying. I see it on your face. But you you have a storyline between two people. One of which cannot talk. Right? Bobby Lashley's out. Bobby Lashley is out. There's you. Bobby Lashley in a microphone is never happening. It's not happening. It's why he was gone the first time. We know that, correct? He's an he's a real, Bobby Lashley's a real athlete. You made your point. You made your point. Effectively. (laughs) He is an athlete. He is not an actor. Okay. He has a family, (laughs) goddamn. He's got a family. And they do well because he's a great athlete, not because he's a talker. So you already have one person who you're not using on the microphone. Yo, Bobby Lashley has said a combined hundred words in <laughs> this entire storyline. Bobby hasn't talked for months and it's been, an, he's the number one A storyline. He hasn't talked. I've never seen this before. So, um, so you're relying a lot on Lana. You're relying a lot. By the way, Greg has lost his mind. He can't pull it together right now. So you, 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 you're relying on Lana heavily. Lana has talked before. She's cut promos before, but she's never been in this position before where she's getting the mic week after week and being expected in a major top-of-the-hour slot or close-of-the-show slot to deliver a lot of material. And I don't think she does a terrible job. I don't. However, she has this thing. I don't know if you've noticed this. It seems to me that, like, She doesn't learn, she doesn't memorize everything she has to say exactly right. So she just talks a lot. Yeah. So she talks a lot.
1: And she relies on the crowd a lot too.
0: And we've talked about, she does. She gets involved with the crowd a lot. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. The difference between someone who uses their words wisely and someone who just uses a ton of words. And how the reason Daniel Bryan is a great promo, even though he's not the single most charismatic talker, is because he knows what he's going to say and he delivers it emphatically. She does not have that. She uses so many words. Like So I just found the whole segment to be a mix of one person who can't talk, one person who's talking absolutely endlessly, and then a horrific actor who's being relied on to carry the whole segment, essentially, and it's someone we've never seen. Also, who is this? No idea. Can you can you explain? By the way, you couldn't have just had a character do the wedding, even. There wasn't a way to come up with someone who you knew could. I don't know some sort no, of. They should have brought Reverend Devon. Bring back Reverend D- <laughs> um, Deacon. <laughs> Br- Deacon Devon. Bring yeah. bring back the Deacon. Bring back Teddy Long. Bring have Jerry Slick, Lo- Slick as a Reverend. Oh actually. my God! Yo, Slick would have been lit. Have Slick do it. Um, have Jerry Lawler do it. Someone who just, you know, who they are. And there's like, you know, Paul Heyman, I, I find a reason. There's a way, but it could have. So to me, that was a big fail. Um, you know, the live thing. I, I'm excited to see live have an opportunity to, to Same. do something. Same. You know, she's, she's a really cool person who's been trying for a very long time. So I didn't, I didn't hate that storyline and I'm not going to get you know caught up in, in 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 I didn't I listen I'm I'm not gay I didn't find it to be offensive I didn't think some people played like why is it so shocking that she's with a woman well guys um, that's
1: not what the shocking part was
0: The shocking part is that it's an affair and yes you do naturally go oh it's a guy <gasps> oh no it's the yeah. girl It's not about being gay being a shocking thing it's just that it was a curveball that's what it was
1: and it was not it wasn't the only one like if that was the one but no it was like the third one in a line of like who's coming down next and what's happening next
0: so i uh i'm i'm in disagreement with you about it being a good segment i thought it was poorly executed but it did the job i mean listen that they wanted numbers they did it and they got a culmination to a storyline. now i have to tell you i didn't see the segment that they followed up with this week What what happened, What's the follow up this week
1: So it was just a short segment um, I don't know If you would call it a vow renewal If they like finally finished the ceremony Because it got interrupted so many times They didn't actually get to do it But then Rusev pops up on screen And uh, he challenges Bobby Lashley to a match
0: Next, next week.
1: week So we're finally going to get the exclamation point on it Next and week What happened maybe. with Liv Liv after Rusev made his challenge Decided that since Bobby Lashley has Lana in his corner. She's going to be in Rusev's corner for that match next week. Okay, all right. So we'll see now. And-, and and speaking of the wedding too, I got to find you this video. But prior to it, the the actor who plays the the
0: Reverend. Oh no, he got he he was back. They had back. him again. They had him back. Oh no!
1: And on his way to the ring uh, after AJ Styles' match. <laughs> I guess security wasn't made aware of uh, of his presence and that he was going to be needed and needed to be in the ring, and they tackled him. No. And, it, and it, I'm pretty sure it made the air.
0: Wait, it made the air?
1: Yeah. Hold on, I need to find it for you.
0: That reminds me of the fact that Dipperstein and I were watching a throwback match that's on the network, a um, Savage, oh, man, how could I not forget this? I was in California, you know what I'm saying. You're always in a there's a there's a haze, there's a strange haze to Los Angeles days. Um, oh, Savage Honky Tonk Man, I believe, steel cage match. Okay, it's on the network. Yes, random match from a from the network. Yo, when Savage and Honky Tonk are on the, and I'm pretty pretty sure it's Honky Tonk are on the top of the cage. They're both fighting on the top of the cage. A fan jumps the barricade. Climbs the entire...
1: How does he get up
0: that high? Yo, he climbed the entire thing. He's next to them. To the point that they had to mention it. And, and, and then, when they showed the replay of the end of the match, they show it again. And, and, it well, was- they have to. But I've never seen it or heard of it before. But it was, I mean, listen, I know those things happened back in the day, right? Yo, and that the,
1: fan is lucky that Randy's foot didn't meet the top oh, of Oh, they the tried,
0: stage. they, they tried to, uh, I think maybe... Oh no, I'm lying. Honky Tongue. I'm a fool. It was, um it was Savage DiBiase. Mm, Cause, yeah, he was definitely lucky. and Virgil tried to get a shot in too. So like <laughs> they, he he had three people who were ready, but it was obviously a kid who had some sort of uh he had some sort of issue.
1: Well, I hope but, that kid's not scared of heights because
0: no, no, he did a great job. And by the way, what a story to tell later. I climbed the classic blue cage. So did you find the video? Here we go. So AJ Styles is getting out of the ring. Fixing his luscious mom haircut.
1: Still luxurious, by the way. I oh, yeah. I
0: mean, he's, it's it's the luxurious MILF haircut of the cinch. He's walking down. He's walking back up the ramp.
1: Now, pay attention to the background.
0: Oh, my gosh. And it did get on air. It did. That was an actual shot on the air. Why would they cut to it? Of security. I don't know why they cut to it. And now security is still talking to him. And he's got to tell – and now someone came over and is yelling at them, yo, security, congratulations. That's crazy.
1: So, I mean, it's it. listen, it's clearly a miscommunication on whoever's part that was supposed to let them know that
0: – I was surprised that never happened to me. Like earlier in the day <laughs> when I would just be like walking down the ramp, I was like I was waiting for someone to tackle me. Now, granted, I never did it in the middle of a show. <laughs> right. But still, wow, that's crazy. You
1: think if he was holding his Bible, they still would have tackled them?
0: That's a great point. So, um, so we'll see. I, I, let's see how long they let this play out. If you were to go, if you were to make this attitude era-like, you would now turn this into whatever the live Lana story is and not immediately into a feud between them. There should be few, we should see what their relationship is. Do they actually have a relationship? Are they secretly together? Does that go on for a while while they're still secretly together and you see them together and Lana's pretending to not be with her? Like well that would have been cool. They got to let that play out at the now. wedding
1: like if if instead of attacking Liv, she may be left with Liv or something like that, but- Oh, oh, and
0: by the way, I remembered another thing that really bothered me. Liv Liv's approach was angry and she was being like almost mean about it. So when Lana attacked her you didn't feel a sense of sympathy for <laughs> she Liv. Said she deserved it. Yeah. Liv should have been like almost crying like, I love you. I have feelings for you. How could you do this to me? Instead, she's like, it was you. It was like, they tried to go so Maury instead of a little bit of like ethos and like feelings or, or pathos, whatever the word is here in this case. Ethos or pathos. I think it's pathos. I think it's pathos here, and she should be she should be pulling at your heartstrings a little bit, and you're feeling bad. And then as she's crying, Lana comes up to her, and you think Lana's going to say something maybe consoling, and just beats the ish out of her. That's the heel move for Lana. So I just thought that was that's a little nuance. I will give you that. I think I'll give it could have that. been better. I'll give you that. That could have been that just could have been better. So listen, there's a lot, but that that could have been better. That that's what that's why we do podcasts like this. So um SGG, we watch
1: them do it wrong, you know, and then come back and then know, come back and tell you yeah.
0: exactly how you do it. And we say things like this. Stop yourself. Um so what else, SGG, do you find to be the most pivotal? There's a few things I, I think that we need to talk about. I can tell you what sticks out in my mind. I guess this week, I mean, did you expect that the first Raw of twenty twenty was gonna be a celebration of the big show?
1: I did not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, I, he's been gone, they said, for two years too.
0: Come on, no! That's he's it. popped up, by the way.
1: On Raw, though, his last match on Raw was it? Was it the Braun Strowman steel cage joint?
0: Wow, is that what they're saying? It's been that long since he's been on Raw. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the the Big Show thing?
1: I feel like it could have gone. Well, first of all, he looks good.
0: He, he does, does look, look good.
1: I'll give him that. I will give him that. He's in great shape. But I feel like it could have gone to somebody else. I just don't know who
0: that somebody else would have been. Well, yeah, I'm not mad at it in that sense, right? I guess I'm not mad at it, period. I guess I'm just like, is that a useful? It's very house showish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big show main eventing a show and popping the crowd. It's great for a house show. Now the question is going to become, um, does this lead to more? Is this like, is this his last go round? And so they're setting this up to actually be something? Because if they're just bringing him in for another random big show and then a rematch next week, you know? Yeah,
1: that's why I say it should have, it should have been maybe somebody else. I, I was thinking maybe Ray. There's nothing stopping them, even though Ray has this thing with Andrade going on for yeah, having that's, like, um, two storylines.
0: But so they, they, they,
1: this whole thing started because Seth beat Ray. With the lead pipe that Ray gave to KO out of revenge, Ray should be a part of it. He shouldn't be the afterthought or like the prop that got everybody else to that.
0: Well, yes, that's an interesting point that he would make sense there. At least Ray does have a spot right now with Andrade. There is something going for him, but uh, listen, I'm, it's, I'm honestly, I don't really have a strong opinion, good or bad, about Big Show being in the spot that he's in. It's obviously he's Big Show. He deserves you know, if he's gonna have a run here, he deserves it and he's clearly worked hard to get in shape. Um I was listening to the Wrestle Talk podcast out of the UK, and they they mentioned it's fourth and fourth decade for big show. Nineties, two thousands, tens, yeah, twenties. Fourth decade for big show now they also on the and i really enjoy their work but they also said on the podcast uh he looks as good as he looked in the early 2000s slow down <laughs> chill out don't have short-term memory um he could really move in the early 2000s still in the early 2000s he was still when he first showed up that first couple years um, when,
1: he, when he cut his hair
0: yeah yeah he could still go like it was it was different you know i mean don't get me wrong he still looks pretty good Considering this is a monstrous man, uh, and the, and the wear and tear on his body is crazy, but I, it's not a diss to him now. He deserves all the credit in the world right now for how he looks, but don't do a disservice to what he used to move like and used to look like. That's all I'm saying, but he is, he is in great shape. I'm glad he's taking care of himself. I'm curious to what they could build to, you know, he's always been a WrestleMania. I mean, to be honest, WrestleMania is like the, the, the real sad part of his career. He's kind of a WrestleMania joke.
1: Yeah, it's true. He hasn't get, he, I, I cause I thought you were going to say something else and I was going to challenge you with, you know, name me the big, big show WrestleMania
0: match. Doesn't, doesn't exist. I mean, Floyd Mayweather and he lost to a yeah. tiny man. He should have picked up Floyd Mayweather and thrown him out of the <laughs> he ring. Have. That's one of those things that bothers me about wrestling. I've, I've talked about it a lot recently. How they put boxers over always. Like that's the only way to use a boxer is to put the boxer over.
1: And it doesn't make sense. It does not make
0: sense. Floyd Mayweather cannot beat up the big show, guys. I know he's a great fighter. He couldn't beat up the Big Show. I'm sorry. That's not the kind of fighter he is. He could barely knock out fighters who 130 pounds. <laughs> exactly. Yo, Floyd Mayweather. I've only watched Floyd Mayweather hurt guys who weigh 140 pounds like five times. He That's not even the kind of fighter he is. You know what I'm saying? If it was about running and scoring points for 12 rounds, okay. Oh, yeah, he got it. But if he gets near that man for one second... Big Show could eat punches from him no problem and grab him by his neck exactly. and break it.
1: Exactly. He has no, I, I mean, maybe he does, but I don't think he has any lines of defense for if he gets kicked somewhere or if he just gets grabbed by the
0: neck. And just cho- and just tossed. I mean, it, it is pretty fun. Like, like if Big Show fought Mike Tyson and a, and a punch took him out, if they had done that, totally. Believe it. I, I get it. 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 Mike Tyson beat people who were, Huge, huge men. And
1: even like a punch to the body, too. If, if sure. But caught him with some body shots.
0: Anyways, so to the point. No, he he does not. If if you look, can you Google that? Will you see big show WrestleMania matches? Because I know there's we know there's Floyd.
1: There's the sumo wrestler, Ake Bono, I believe. He,
0: he jobbed to a sumo wrestler. Yo, it's it's actually the big show record of WrestleMania is one of the saddest for an all time great. First ballot Hall of Fame and a legit Hall of Fame guy. He, his, it's crazy. So it's hard to be like, oh, he needs a big WrestleMania send-off. I mean, does he? He's done much better on television than he's ever done at WrestleMania. You know, if you wanted to have a good send-off, you know what it could be? It's too soon, maybe. But like, him, him having a great Royal Rumble run. Maybe being the last guy eliminated by Brock at the Rumble or something. You know,
1: well, do we really want Brock to win the Rumble then? If Big so, Show the last one eliminated, so
0: it was also announced by Paul Heyman on Monday that Brock Lesnar is going to the
1: current WWE champion is
0: going to be first in the Rumble. Which I will say this though, there is a nostalgia feel to me for the for the champion being in the Rumble because yeah, that, that used to happen.
1: But that was when the Rumble meant nothing. It was just like, oh, you won the Rumble. Yeah, I feel like after the title is a the title shot is on the line it doesn't the make sense shouldn't be in the rumble
0: but it's not a t- it's t- it's title of your, your choice it's main event at wrestlemania yeah and title of your choice
1: um with the brand split i don't know if they're going to be like main event at wrestlemania for the title on your show but even still
0: um but i will tell you this i this, this crossed my mind earlier brock lesnar okay w- the ultimately the fear is they're going to try to put brock in w- something we've already seen before Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman—something that the crowd's going to be flat for. I will tell you this, SGJ. I do think a royal, an epic Royal Rumble for Lesnar, could actually get him over as a babyface. I could see the crowd actually finally cheering for him if he had like a seventy-five minute. Like, and it wasn't just like him tossing people over the whole time. He was really working for it the whole time. It would be one way to get him cheered. That we because they've tried everything to get and him it, cheered. Though I don't think they should concern themselves with getting him cheered. But it's like I just feel like no matter what he's in, he doesn't get booed or cheered enough. That's my problem. Is like what unless you put him in with the right baby face. Who is the baby face? Kofi. Co- oh, Kofi would be great. They will never go back to that. I they're mean, not, they're not. That but, would be. But, but
1: Kofi should be the one who eliminates him from the Rumble,
0: or or just gets the match at Mania. I would I would love that story. Oh, that would be. You want another pop at WrestleMania? Kofi beating Brock in like a war at WrestleMania would be. Honestly, he wouldn't even have to win. No, he, I mean, he wouldn't even have to win. He could go out like he could just if they had if they had like a thirty minute mm-hmm. something awesome at Mania. It doesn't matter who wins. Frankly, it doesn't matter who wins. You could oh. still protect Brock, and he beats Kofi, but Kofi, whoo, that would be good. Um, And uh, honestly, the, the Ray story was fun, too. It's just, it feels, I mean, if you think Kofi feels like an unlikely win, Ray feels incredibly unlikely.
1: Also, they did the Ray-Brock feud when, Brock, like, way back when, right? In 2000.
0: Well, it's and they just did it now, a mini version. All right, so what do you find for Big Show? Was there a straight list or no? Yeah, there is. And it's, it's Repug, isn't it's right.
1: it? It is. Oh, my God. So, okay. Stop yourself. WrestleMania 15 Big Show Lost to Mankind Via DQ
0: Lost to Mankind via DQ Alright Don't remember that match No that's not even a really Distinguishing match at all
1: WrestleMania 2000 Fatal 4-way elimination match For the WWF Championship Triple H Defeated Mick Foley The Rock And The Big Show who had Shane McMahon in his corner. This is the one where each person had a McMahon in their corner. I see. Uh huh.
0: So yet another just indistinguishable match and loss.
1: WrestleMania X7.
0: Oh, here we go. Triple threat
1: for the hardcore championship. Man, this guy's
0: in a lot of weird matches to start. Okay.
1: Kane defeated Raven and the big show to oh, win the hardcore my, title. Oh my. I see. Uh-huh. I don't remember this match.
0: This is not good. That's zero for three. Yeah, and not even just in wins and losses. Like just not great just matches. Matches, yeah.
1: Even even this main event that was supposed to be like everybody has a McMahon
0: still. Uh, yeah. All right. Next. WrestleMania 19. Here we go. Love that Mania, Seattle.
1: I think that's my favorite one.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love 19.
1: Don't love this match. A, uh-huh. a streak match. The Undertaker defeated the Big Show and in A-Train in a handicap match. I believe I Undertaker see. was uh-huh. supposed to have a tag team partner, but for whatever reason it just ended up being a handicap match.
0: So, so even in an Undertaker match at WrestleMania, he managed to have literally maybe the least memorable Undertaker match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. What have they done to this? It's getting worse. You're shaking your head. Uh, because, you, because. It's getting worse.
1: You just said even in an Undertaker match, he managed to have the least memorable Undertaker match at WrestleMania. And,
0: and reminder, Undertaker had a match with Kamala, okay? They, just, <laughs>
1: right. <He's>, Undertaker <laughs> match had a match with uh Giant Gonzalez.
0: Giant Gonzalez <laughs> happened, okay? So, like, let's... All right, what, what do you got next?
1: So, let's just follow that same formula. Even in a match with... Blank. Legendary superstar. Blank legendary superstar. He had the least memorable... Matt, uh, so it's Big Show and John Cena at WrestleMania 20 for the U.S. Championship.
0: Oh, you know what, though? And he lost. He lost it. That was maybe the most memorable one, though, at least, because it was Cena's big U.S. Championship win. He used the brass knuckles.
1: Yeah, but then when you think about what Cena goes on to do at WrestleMania and, like...
0: No, it's the beginning. He was a stepping stone. Yeah. That's it. Like, it's memorable in terms of being so early for Cena. That's 0 for 5?
1: memorable for Cena. It is 0 for 5.
0: Okay.
1: I see. Uh-huh. It is memorable for Cena. Not really Big Show, but... um. And then we get into the nonsense. Uh He lost to Akebono, sumo wrestler. At-
0: o for six, and this is a sumo wrestler that. Okay, got it. I see.
1: Uh huh. Okay, Big Show and Kane, World Tag Team Championship. Okay, they beat Carlito and Chris Masters.
0: I mean, listen, it's it's nothing to write home about.
1: <laughs> a champion, but championship win.
0: But it's a championship win. He gets he gets off the snide. Yeah. There you go. Oh. One and seven now. Yeah, but how many of these
1: are memorable matches? Even like- None, the, no, even 0 for like, 8. Even like the Cena establishing him as a- It's
0: still not. I remember it, but it's not iconic. Floyd Mayweather, oh. the big show. A lot of hype around that, big deal, but you can't say it was some great match or moment. It was yeah. just, uh, one of those things. That's- That's 1 in 9? Or 1 in 8? 1 in 8.
1: eight. Okay. <laughs> 1 in 9 is coming. I mean, right it's here. still 0 for
0: 9, but- really.
1: <laughs> 1 in 9 is coming right here. Triple Threat match,
0: another Triple Threat
1: for the WWE Championship. John Cena defeated Edge in
0: the Big Show. Edge and the Big Show. Did you say? By the way, did you say Edge? On this day, I decree. Edge and the Big Show. Wow. Okay. Edge and the Big Show. All right.
1: Twenty-six. Keep going. Unified WWE Tag Team Championship. Show Miz.
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: Defeated John Morrison in
0: R-Truth. No, no, no. I don't want you to say he was in a, no. Show Miz? Show Miz. Okay. What's that number now? That's, are we at 10 of them? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's only his second win. <laughs> Already piled up eight losses, but the win, the wins seemed to be coming. Though. Here
0: we go. What else? Oh, I, I can't believe we're still going here.
1: Big Show, Kofi Kingston, and Santino Marella, oh and Kane defeated the Core.
0: Okay, keep going. Let's speed through this. This is just the point. I mean, I never wanted to be this right. Big I didn't Show want to defeat, be this right. Big
1: Show defeated Cody Rhodes. Okay, and then WrestleMania 29, Big Show loses to the Shield. That's nine losses, four wins as a WrestleMania 29, and then I don't think he has any.
0: He has any- a. He won an under the giant. An under the giant. uh once, didn't he? He did win an Andre the Giant
1: once after losing the first one. Yes. Um, Cesaro was slamming him over the top rope. Right. But yeah, I mean.
0: Four and nine. It's not a good, it's not nah, a good record. So I don't know how you close things out for the big show. Couple of uh, random thoughts here. And next week we'll get back to the mailbag. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I just don't know if we'll have time today. We'll see. I'm not making any hard and fast rules.
1: And by the way, Big Show, we say that with, uh, with all. No, no. All he, due respect, because he's a gargantuan man that I don't want.
0: No, no, you don't want problems with him. You don't want that problem. No, I don't. Um. I don't. And he's a genius in the ring. Genius, I say. I mean, listen, he's a special, special dude.
1: First ballot Hall of Famer.
0: Absolutely. Um. You know. Listen, you know what he is? He's, uh. He's Andre the Giant of James. Yeah, he is. You, know? you
1: remember his debut with the singlet? Where he threw it at, uh. Um, And Hogan, he was like, "I think that's Andre's son." Do you remember this in WCW? That
0: that was that was.
1: He was his intro. Was he supposed to be Andre's son?
0: But yeah, the we love you, Big Show. Love Big Show, but the WrestleMania thing has not been a thing. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm now looking at the mailbag, um. I know. I just said I wasn't going to do mail, but then I see a random email here, and I was like, I, I had to check. m mail. Eric writes this and says, Rosenberg. There are many times I think I'm think to myself, I'm going to write in while listening to Cheap Heat, and then never do. Mostly because I'm with a life, but I have to say tonight, about an hour ago, you post this baby face video about Royce the Five Nine, one of my favorite rappers, and I did. I posted like a, a loving tribute to Royce the Five Nine on Instagram. I'm
1: about to go check it
0: out. Um, he said, "You post this baby face video about Royce Da 5'9, one of my favorite rappers. Build up this amazing story and really work the heartstrings to swerve us all and heal it up with dropping a verbal intercourse track, and then walk out of the room to get your food." I lost it. The most wrestling move ever. Really draw us in, get us invested, and just walk out in the middle to get your food. <laughs> Since I'm writing in, I just want to share how big a fan I am. I was introduced to Cheap Heat from a wrestling buddy of mine who described it as a wrestling podcast about a Jewish guy who likes rap music and wrestling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of you, actually.
0: He said it reminds me of you, actually. So as a member of the tribe, a fan of hip-hop and wrestling, it's been a pleasure to listen week to week. That's really nice. I like that description. It's very, very good. um Bill wrote us last night. M-m-m-m-m-m-m-mail. And he said at the very end of Raw last night, as Vic was hyping Lesnar's appearance this week, um, he was supposed to say after his unprecedented announcement, he actually said after his unimpressive announcement.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Which felt more accurate given that we don't know if he's defending his title, Bill in DC.
1: Was that after last week's or two weeks ago?
0: What day is it this week? No, it's this week this email came on the seventh. Huh. So that's, yeah, two days ago. So, uh, we'll get back to, we'll get back to full, um, mailbag next week. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Also found out about some really interesting Dipperstein. Man, we should call Dipperstein real quick. Hold on. I'll see if this works. Okay. There's no guarantee. I can't guarantee anything in this world. Um, we're going to try to get Dipper on the line. Um, and then I want to talk about NXT briefly. Let's see if Dip answers. We'll start here and then we'll take it there. It's 8.54 in the morning. I mean, he should easily be on his way to work, if not already at work. Well, this is hurtful. Let's see if his assistant's in. Should we bother his assistant Said, Of course. Right. He's going to go, Brian Dipperstein's office.
1: Oh, his assistant doesn't sound like him anymore?
0: No, his assistant's hip-hop Michael Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. His assistant's not at his desk at 855. That, fire him. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <sighs> well... All right, we're not going to be able to have Dipperstein on. I, I wanted Dipperstein to share in the story of the other day, He, re- you know who's a big fan of the show? He was at the Golden Globes the other day, and someone introduced him to someone else and said, you guys have to meet because you both love wrestling. And uh, the person that he met... Was the star of the film Richard Jewell.
1: Oh, I think he was recently on Backstage. Oh, they had him on Backstage. Is
0: that That, true?
1: Uh, was that, is that, that's the name of the WWE show? Backstage? That's correct. Yeah, he was on Backstage. He did the promo school with, uh, Booker T.
0: So I guess then you knew that his, so, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, um, plays Richard Jewell in this movie. You may have also seen him in, uh, he had a big part in Itania. He was Sean Eckard at, uh, in Itania. Um, anyways, big member of the Cheap Heat universe. Woo! And he was nominated for best actor in the Golden Globes. Was he? Oh yeah, sure. And and they didn't give it to him? No. And by the way, speaking of which. He got robbed then. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and say. My man Paul got robbed. I know. He should have won 100%. Also, a shout out to Skylar Astin, who has a new TV show. Oh, yeah, Zoe's uh playlist. Zoe's...
1: I want to say Infinite
0: Playlist? No, that's the other thing. Zoe's Unforgettable Playlist? Extraordinary Playlist. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist debuted the other day. So, big ups to Skylar. Yo, my phone these days is the worst, dude.
1: So, we, we, we knew Skylar can sing. Did you know that boy can dance too?
0: Oh, my God. Yes, because I was out with him the other night. He really I did, not, I did not know. He really, as another like fellow white Jew, makes you look terrible.
1: Oh, because and by he's, the way, but is he supposed to have he's supposed to be terrible on the dance floor?
0: I just don't need it. I don't need to hang out with a really handsome Oh, I know why I can never find the name Skylar Aston on my phone. Because it's spelled Skylar Aston.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's try him. But yeah, you don't need someone who's good-looking, Jewish, and dances and sings. It's a lot. It's it's. It's always extraordinary. Playlist
1: Tuesdays on NBC,
0: ten o'clock. He's not going. to What a schmuck! Dipperstein and Skyler. This will be back because he can dance. This is this is why this is why I have no respect for the for the West Coast chapter of the Jew World Order.
1: It is unfair that he has so much talent, though.
0: And it's nine o'clock now. Normally, this guy's going and going. The man is always going and going and partying. And so now he's asleep. This is, this is unforgivable. But go support him. He's a member of the Cheap Heat University. He's a great guy. And the other day it was on his Instagram story. He was the one filming when Dipperstein ran into Larry David while wearing Larry David cufflinks and showed his Larry David cufflinks. Your to call Larry has David. been forwarded to an automated voice messaging this system. Is, Nine, well, one. Come on. This is, not nah, we're going to leave him a voicemail though. Here we go nine is not available You can figure out those first five numbers just call Skyler (laughs) hey Skyler what's up man it's uh Peter Rosenberg go ahead SGG and stat guy Greg um we were calling you to have you jump on the program because your new television show which debuted Tuesday night at 10 o'clock on NBC and we're telling the cheap heat universe about it, and I wanted to tell I wanted you to tell the world about Dipperstein's big night with Larry David, and and how you're constantly going and going. But we'll do it next week. I'm sorry I didn't give you a warning. This tends to be how things operate. I'm sure you're going and going as we speak, and we'll talk to you soon. So long, friend. And going and going, <clears throat> going and going is a new thing because Dipperstein and I were out with Skylar, and we were like, "All right, we gotta we gotta wrap this night up soon." It was pretty late. And and Dipperstein was like, you know, I'm not trying to keep going and going. And I was like, Skylar, he's going and going. And and so then it became a conversation about people who are going and going and going. I mean, Skylar is like, you finish one place, let's go somewhere else. There's something else to do. Yeah, always- Get one more drink. We'll go to one more party. And by the way, I mean, listen, when you're a big time actor and you, you work on a project and then the project's done, you can... T- you just get to live life. You gotta, you gotta decompress. You gotta, you just gotta live life. You can go and go and go. Um also, next week, uh, a new thing that we've been talking about quite a bit also is, uh, falling off the bone. Did we talk about falling off the bone last week? <laughs> no, I don't think. Alright, next week we'll fill everyone in on falling off the bone. Cause it's falling off the bone is, it's very, very big. But, I promised the Larry David story, so I'll tell you briefly. Long story short. um Michael K knows Larry David pretty well. Um, he's interviewed him a bunch of times. Larry asked Michael to interview him at the 92 Y Tribeca. If they were having a screening for the new episode, the debut episode of season 10 of Caribbean enthusiasm, Michael says, yes, cool. I tell Michael off top, I'm going with you. And Michael's like, no problem. Um, and he's always that kind of guy. Like if there's ever anything cool that you, if you're close with him, there's something cool that you can kind of live He'll, he'll he'll look out. So I'm like, so listen, I, I obviously love Larry David, right? As most normal sane human beings, I believe do. Of course. Um However, I was explaining this to someone the other day, and I can tell and you can go watch the full interview with Larry David uh, on our show on YouTube. It's on the Yes Network's YouTube channel. Um And I tweeted it as well at Rosenberg Radio. And, and I can tell, I know he gets a little irked at times with people over-jewing it up with him all the time. Like Jewish this, Jewish that, Jewish, Jewish this, Jewish that. But at the same time, I saw Kyrie the other day, our former producer. And Kyrie's like, yo, Larry David's coming in? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yo, man, I'm so excited. And I was like, yeah, man, me too. And I was like, I was like, I gotta tell you though, it's, it's different for me. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's,
1: He's an icon, though.
0: I was like, no, he is. He's absolutely a national treasure. I was like, but black people, you guys have a lot of... Black people have been wronged in countless ways. And societally, in America, I believe that Jews, by and large, have probably gotten the better end of the stick. I'll be the first one to admit it. (laughs) However, however, when it comes to cool celebrities, you're beating the hell out of us. And it's not even close. It's not even close. So... There are a lot of beloved black icons, tons. That I mean I could off the ones that are beloved to me, anyone that you're like, "Oh my god, this person." It goes on and on and on. Beloved Jewish celebrities is a limited group. I'm not saying they don't exist. They do. But the reason we all hang on to it so much is because there aren't that many that are beloved by all. You know, so like the, when I think of comedy before I get to Woody Allen, I, th- I mean, before I get to Larry David, I think of Woody Allen, a Woody Allen wasn't nearly as crossover as Larry David no. and B, he's not beloved. No, he's thought of as a skeeve. So, it, it, you know, you have Adam Sandler for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. But Sandler's not the genius LD is. He's amazing. By the way, Uncut Gems. Have you seen it yet? I did not yet. <sighs> I mean, it's, you heard us talk about it. It's, I it's, did. I can't put it over anymore. It's fire. So Larry David just means a lot, like extra. Were you about to say something?
1: No, I'm looking up because the a name that popped in my head, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Just
0: ask me. I, I'll believe me. I'll know.
1: Is Mel Brooks Jewish? Of course. Then then that's that's one that's up there. I think. Mel Brooks
0: is great, not crossover like LD though. Different time. Not right now. No, but oh, yeah, I guess in his heyday he was pretty crossover yeah, too. That's a good not call. Right now that's Mel a good Brooks, call. Though, like, no, that's a good call. He's very crossover and 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 mage. Um. Anyways. So, that's all extra sauce. I apologize. So, I'm very excited, as anyone would be, Jewish or not, about Larry David coming in. And also, he's a rare celebrity. He's not around all the time. Now, I know people in L.A. who are in Hollywood see him around here and there. For us regular people living in New York. And listen, I I operate in a pretty pretty entertainment-driven life. I still have never seen the man. Never. Sypha saw him once at Philippe Chow. And also, he also notoriously, as I talk about with him in the interview he's made he's done a great job letting people know to not bother him. <laughs> right. Like if you're an LD fan, you're a real fan, you know that you would just kind of give him a pound and keep it moving. That's you you that's what you would do, right? Of course. You wouldn't even be like, "Oh, I love this episode." You know he doesn't want to hear all that. You just know that's not his style. So I'm I'm like I have an opportunity to go with Michael to meet him at the 92Y. 2 days before that, Michael texts the group and is like, "Larry David uh, Tuesday, three o'clock in studio. Oh my God. Wait, I was like, what? He's coming in studio. So Larry comes in studio on Tuesday. The same night, later that night is the event at the 92Y. So. Oh my God. He comes in studio. I'm, I'm doing the show. It's three o'clock. I'm pretty hyped up about this. 310. I look over. He's sitting with Andrew Gunling in the other studio. He's just chilling. He got there early and he's just chilling. Like slumped down, sitting way too casually, like you would expect, like <laughs> like uh, sort of like my dad would be, like over and very me actually, also just overly casually sitting in a place he's never hung out before. Anyways, so I'm like, oh, this is happening. We're about to go to commercial at our three o'clock break. Larry's on next, and Michael's like Peter. We, I know you're very excited. Larry's coming and blah blah blah. And I end up talking about the Jewish thing for a second. I'm like, it's a big deal. I can't even yeah, quite explain yeah. it. And, and Michael goes, so what are you saying? He's like, he's like, he's like Sandy Koufax. And I'm like, that's exactly yeah, what I'm saying. That is. I'm saying, I'm saying Sandy Koufax, Larry David. That's what I'm saying. And a few, uh, we go to commercial. Now, Larry can hear all that. He's sitting, you've been in the control room yeah, before. You can, you can hear, hear the show. The show's playing in the control room. So I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, I wonder if he's going to find that annoying that I'm, I'm already jewing him up before <laughs> he's even walked in the room, right? No, he
1: has to like love that
0: though. So he comes in the room. He's like, Michael, he says hi to Michael, He sees Don, Don, he, and I know he listens and watches the show, you know, here and there, but I've never met the man, He sees Don, says hi to Don, and then he walks over to me and goes, Peter, Sandy Koufax, <laughs> and gives me this hug, which is the picture I posted of us, like, hugging. And like, it looks like in the picture, like I'm molesting him. He actually initiated, he actually initiated the hug. You have witnesses. Yes, he put out his arms and I'm like, oh, and I, and I, so like, just off top, I'm like, I just got a better greeting to meet this guy than you could ever get in a normal circumstance where you're running into him on the street. I got him in this setting that's, like, so comfortable. He knows Michael. It's a private studio. You know what I'm saying? It's a show that he really loves. He loves sports. The man is, if you listen to the interview, you'll hear he's sports obsessed. So in the middle of the interview, he was like, Peter, this is some job you got, huh? (laughs) This is some job. You come on here and you talk about sports. So he was so cool to me. Like, not just was he a great interview, but he was so cool to me. And then that night, the icing on the cake is I go with Michael to the event and I go backstage with him after the show, and hang out in this in his little backstage dressing room. Larry, JB Smooth, Susie Esman, so um, legends. A daughter, one of his daughters, was there. Um, Michael and his wife Jody were there. Couple other people, but it's a very small room. It's it's you know ten eleven people hanging out. So again, it's another low key setting that he's comfortable in. Yeah. And I ended up just getting to kick it with him at some points because it was like you've been in a dressing room before. It's like, yeah, people come in and out. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like a miniature party adjacent You know, it it's, it's people just hanging out in a room more or less. Right. And throughout the course of kind of doing rounds in this little room and talking to people, I got him him and I kicked it just the two of us for like 20 minutes. Just golf University of Maryland because he went there like I did. I didn't I didn't know that fun yeah, fact yeah. about Yeah, sure did. Um football, it we just kicked it. It was and I, and I I just want to say a special shout out to everyone out there listening who appreciates how amazing that this happened with ld was because a lot of people did i heard from a lot of people in my life who were like i've watched you do things over the last few years oh no, this is this cool. is different yeah, this, yeah. Is, this, is, this is next level this was and that's why i'm showing off i do there there are cool things that happen at the radio stations all the time this i knew was worth a story for our specific gp universe and you and so i wrote the group chat because i know you love ld yep zach and i know zach and goldstein are like obsessed also Shoemaker obviously didn't weigh in because he's Shoemaker. Yeah. But I was, and I haven't even, I know like with Zach and Andrew, I'm gonna have to have like a special conference call to like really, I need to explain <laughs> everything. Go that detail, yeah. So anyways, I promised you guys the story. That was the story. You can go watch the whole interview. You can listen to the podcast too. If you never subscribed, the Michael K show podcast is wherever you get GP. You can also get the Michael K show and listen to the show every day. Um, and you can hear the whole Larry David interview it was like 30 minutes long. Um, SGG, I, I don't, I don't think we have time to do any AEW this week. We did a lot of raw. Um, I wanted to say one brief thing though. If, about NXT, about NXT. Okay. Um, a couple of things, uh, mostly about the women. I just, I know I mentioned, I've mentioned it a little bit. I am very excited about Rhea. I am frustrated that I feel like this whole thing's been rushed along really, really quickly. I just feel she's going to be an all time great. Take your time. I, I just really feel strongly about that.
1: I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, if anyone was going to be the woman to to do what she did, and you know, that May Young classic run, and then winning both the NXT UK and this NXT Women's Championship, and then go on and dominate Raw SmackDown, she's the one. But she's what, like twenty two, twenty three? She's a baby. They got, yes. they have time. They have time. She doesn't need to be the Randy Orton of, of no. the women's division.
0: And 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 frankly, you know. I, you can use Randy as an example of it's, it's. Yes, he's had an amazing career, but could the last decade have been better? Yeah, yeah. it could have. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. For the Randy Orton, from a talent standpoint, could be a legit like top five to ten wrestler all time. Natural talent to me. I, I've never seen anyone yeah. who does things more smoothly than Randy when he's at his best. Everything he does pretty well. Yeah, he doesn't high fly a lot, but short of that. Everything he does is smooth and awesome. Um, you know, he has his flaws on the mic, um, particularly as a baby face. It doesn't work when they've tried that, but he can actually be pretty good on the mic too. And he can have a real character when it's done the right way. As I said, early days when he was a kid, I really thought he was really good on the mic. You yeah, know, I did too. I really enjoyed him. I think as time went on. They tried to make him the Viper and make him. I don't want to go down a whole Randy thing. We could, we could do, we could do a season. There could be a season of Cheap Heat about Randy Orton's career. But Rhea, you just don't want to do the same thing, which is, yes, if, if her career ended as Randy Orton's, it would be considered a success, but she could be better than that. When I say I look at her and see someone who could be the GOAT, I'm talking about someone who could be the GOAT. That's truly what I see. You know what I'm saying? Like this, she could be, she could be Hulk Hogan for, for women's wrestling. You know, she could be tr- Stone Cold, whatever that thing is. You know, I know we're, we all want, to project that we want Becky to be that Becky's not exactly that Becky's great, but it was overhyped. They people got too hype off that, and in my opinion, kind of, at least at this moment, have sort of cut her short of what Becky's capable of.
1: Yeah, I agree, especially with like the the artificial inflation, like the extra sauce that people added to it. It was getting to a place, and then people tried to act like it was at that place, and now it's just all over the place. And,
0: and you end up losing it, and it's yeah. it's not her fault. And so I'd like them to slow, it's too late now though. And, and the celebration they did with Rhea, the whole ring being full of people, yo, she's been on, she's been on NXT television for two seconds. Why was the whole ring full of celebration like she was Johnny Gargano? It doesn't make sense. And also like, I mean, I guess because Shayna
1: Baszler's reign of terror was that long, but I mean,
0: but what? But but the, so the whole because it was Shayna Baszler and she's so evil. Everyone celebrated her like that. It's right. The, she wasn't that evil. She wasn't that evil. She wasn't that evil. She was a regular badass heel. It wasn't like you beat this maniacal lunatic. You know. Like for not,
1: example, if if Triple H during his like reign of terror had like that match with Jericho, that Jericho fake won the title, and then if that had main evented Raw and Jericho actually won the title, flood the ring with superstars because the big bad has finally been defeated.
0: But yeah, but Baszler, it, it wasn't that. And I, no. it was just a little thing that annoyed me. And now they've done that look so many times on NXT. How are you going to ruin flooding the ring with people? That should be rare. Rare. Yo, do you know how crazy? I know wrestling's different. Okay. I get it. I know I'm old fashioned. It's different. Think about how meaningful it is when they show that highlight of when Hogan beat Iron Sheik and all the baby faces came in the dressing room. Yeah and and Andre champagne. and Andre pours the champagne. Think about how meaningful that is. And then you think about this and you're like she's been here 2 weeks. Like it's and you guys know she's literally my favorite woman in wrestling right now. I mean she's my she Rhea's probably my favorite talent right now in WWE.
1: Oh damn, talent period in, all all the brands. In
0: WWE. Yes, I think she's my favorite at this moment. It it, it rotates every few months, but I'm I'm very I'm incredibly high on her. Um yeah, don't mess it up. That's all I'd say. And also, um, they, Candice LeRae needs. It, this is not working. This this character for her, this over the top, ridiculous baby face, and it's unironic. She's just that. It's twenty nineteen, guys. Twenty twenty. Sorry, it's twenty twenty. That doesn't work. And if, if you noticed the other day when they when she came down to the ring when everyone was kind of getting there, let's talk trash to Rhea as the right. champion moment. I don't know if you noticed, Candace Music's hit, music hits. It's supposed to be a moment. She has the most hype babyface music of all time. She wears the most like colorful babyface looking outfit of all time. And then she gets down there. If you really look, the crowd's not popping. And the NXT crowd, you could pop with
1: anything. Yeah. Anything.
0: And and that's and that's not because she's not doesn't have charisma. It's not because she's not talented. To me, it's like, you really think she's going to get over just being this, like, hey there, guys, I'm a good guy! That It just doesn't... Who does that work with in 2020?
1: I mean, she does have the matches to back it up, though. She's... That's, she can that's work. what she needs. Not not what she needs, but that's what NXT is geared towards. Like, the fire matches.
0: And that's why you end up looking at them later and going, oh, what were they doing when they are in NXT? Like, you go look at Alexa Bliss in NXT, and you're like, what exactly were they trying to get here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like... I, listen, I she's guess a that's- A completely
1: different person when she hit the main roster, Alexa Bliss.
0: So I guess that's what it's for, but now it's on TV too. Like, it's a real TV show. So to me, I would love the Candace character to be exactly what it is, turn it a tiny bit further, and make her a bad guy. Like, she's still completely this everything's all good guy, but she's a total a-hole. That would be interesting, but they did that already. Yeah, but then, and they, where's
1: Bo Dallas at now?
0: Well, yeah, but that was done. We know that was, but that was done wrong. We all knew that could have worked. Yeah, they did. They botched it. We, uh, we all. Uh, where is Bo Dallas now? On the B team? Where are they? I don't even know what show they're on. I don't know. Um. So, anyways, whatever that 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 just stood out to me this week is that I I'd like to see, I'd like to, I'd like to see her have a little bit more character. Um, are you excited about Austin Theory?
1: Yeah, he he can go, man. I mean, it's it's what's weird to me is he still the evolved champion?
0: I don't know. You should ask someone who knows about wrestling.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Should, uh, should...
0: If someone hosted a wrestling podcast, you'd think <laughs> is Austin Theory the Evolve? well? They, but by the way, that wouldn't even be that crazy right now. No, but I
1: mean, they should they should have him like showcase that on the show more. Like keep walking him out with a championship, make him feel like a big deal. He did have that match with Roddy Strong. He looked good. He's performing well. But I mean, if they want to tout him as the, you know, the future, have him show up with a title. Never defend it, but just show up and let him know. Like,
0: yeah, it's a cool idea. If that's true, we should find out whether should. he's actually the evolved champion. You don't think Siri knows if you say who is the evolved champion?
1: No, I don't. I don't want. I don't want her tracking me. So Siri is not even. You don't even talk to her. No, nah, I don't even talk to her. Uh
0: Well, in the meantime, while we look that up, do you have Black Power rankings?
1: I have two <laughs> rankings.
0: So is this worth the music or not?
1: This just well, it's worth the music because we're going to get All
0: right, okay. Well then, I'll I'll play the music.
1: All right, SGG. Well, first of all,
0: hold on. So he's not he's not. He's Justin Theory is not the champion of Evolve. Josh Briggs. Alright, well perfect. Congratulations. All right, so what do you have here? So two awards that need to be
1: given, uh, closing out the decade as our as our black power rankings performer of the decade Mm -hmm. has to be Kofi Kingston.
0: But by the way, we should do full We we
1: should and we will. We'll we'll get to it next week. This week's a little but definitely Kofi Kingston.
0: Um, we should do a full award show, but he, I yes, I agree that he would be of he yes for sure. All right, what else you got?
1: Official Black Power Performer of the decade. I mean, it's it's unquestionable with the new day and reinventing himself, and and you know WWE championship run to close out the decade. Kofi Mania, it's 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 nobody else, and then uh, Black Power ranking rising star
0: Keith Lee. Oh, there's a Black Power Rankings um Rising Star? Yes,
1: Black Power Rankings Rising Star Let's go on to Keith Lee. It's a brand new award we created just just for Keith Lee.
0: By the way, how perfect is it that I just opened a text message that said Happy New Year? And and <laughs> I mean, that's how we got perfect fireworks just in time for Keith Lee. <laughs> that was a mage. Um all right, well congratulations. And we will do SG, do you think for next week you could prepare some sort of something or other for us to look back at the last decade?
1: Yeah, I mean there were some big moments over the last decade, not just in WWE, across wrestling. I mean, we're wearing the Bret Hart gear and I, I said this. The uh that the poll what was the biggest return of the decade. Bret Hart, number the first one and the best one, right there at the top. Twenty ten. Yeah, and you know, uh Bullet Club was formed this decade. The the rise of Kenny Omega, the rise of New Japan.
0: The cheap heat podcast
1: podcast daniel bryan peter rosenberg's
0: debut in wwe yeah
1: all of it we got all of that this decade so
0: next week i'd like to bring it could, to the table can we try to pull some things together yeah we got maybe to- maybe we'll do like men's superstars a few superstars of the of the decade a few women a few matches a few pay-per-views yeah a few moments overall something like and, that and
1: you know us man the repug ones are gonna get
0: the spotlight on them well too. and most repug yeah, yeah. Oh, so we need to work the repug on that ones too can we start an email thread perhaps
1: Yeah let's let's get that going and nominations We'll take some nominations
0: Yeah yeah by the way Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com You want to get us any ideas or nominations for those things Or just talk about Larry David Whatever you guys want to do Um, We will be back again next week Um, S.U.G. I'd like you to do me a favor I'd like you to uh, really take it easy More than anything
1: Yeah you stay mage
0: All right. enjoy yourself kids Stop yourself
1: It's professional
0: wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce, in the corner to my left, the Majesty, Sweet Sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit, and got myself together. Also, ladies and
1: gentlemen, at this time. I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. m m m